It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard to a weekend edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 105, number 105. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Please spread the word. Please continue to download. Please make sure you tell a friend if you care about the Redskins, if you care about the NFL. Uh, We're trying to put out uh, as much new content and as good a content as we possibly can. Uh, The more we get... You guys to listen, the more we get you guys to click, the more we get you guys to download, the better product we can put out, the more we can put out, and the more we can do. Um, So we appreciate your support. Obviously, this edition covering uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday leading up into a 425 Eastern Time kickoff Sunday afternoon at FedEx Field for a battle for first place in the NFC East between the 3-3 Dallas Cowboys, the 3-2. First place by themselves, Washington Redskins, of course, the Eagles at three and three as well. So depending on what happens on Sunday, the Redskins could, uh, of course, be out of first place. They could be in first place. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But for right now, still in first place all by themselves. All right, let's get you a couple of quick injury reports, because on today's show, we're going to hear a lot from some of the dignitaries that will be involved in the game from a Redskins perspective. You'll hear from Jay Gruden here in just a minute as well, defensive coordinator Greg Minuski, and also had a chance uh, to catch up with Adrian Peterson on Thursday afternoon. So uh, I have um, some special guests uh, stopping by. Uh, well, not guests. Uh, it's not like I did one-on-one interviews, but you'll get to hear uh, from those three gentlemen here on the weekend edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I figured we'd do a little something different uh, for this edition. Plus, we'll have our Sunday selections, our Sunday six-pack of NFL selections, and a couple of fantasy picks for you uh, as well. Just a quick injury update uh, from after Thursday's practice, as we head into uh, the weekend here, Troy Apke uh, didn't practice the rookie fourth-round safety, Jamison Crowder. Paul Richardson uh, also did not practice. Limited were Danny Johnson, the rookie corner with the broken forearm, Sean Laval, Adrian Peterson, who I just mentioned. We'll hear from him later on in the show, Chris Thompson, and Brandon Sheriff. And Apke... Uh, as you'll hear Jay Gruden kind of crack about here, doesn't seem like very close, and it seems like the head coach is kind of frustrated with him. And Richardson, that's the one I would be concerned about moving forward. Uh, maybe not for this game, but it, it doesn't seem like that's getting that much better. So that's where Jay Gruden starts uh, part of his press conference from Thursday afternoon at Redskins Park here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Paul's getting the knee checked out. Did he, is, he, is there an MRI involved here, or is just going to get a, to see a doctor? Or? He's seeing a doctor's. Is there anything you can do uh, differently with some of these stunts and twists, or is it simply a matter of executing better along the offensive line and a guy like Chase being more comfortable in a, in a different position? Yeah, that 
Um, and, and you know, you have to have help. You have to be ready to pass them off as fast as you can. You gotta, you know, uh, be physical with them and, and be fast with the pass offs. They're very difficult when the initial penetrator gets penetration. That's when it's really hard. So, uh, but you know, I think uh, we can do some things. Changing up the protections a little bit would help. Uh, staying out of third and long would help uh, <laughs> greatly. Uh, you know, staying ahead of the game as far as not getting behind and having to catch up and throw the ball every down. Uh, that's when we get in big trouble. You know, when we stay on course and we can mix up formations and uh, play action passes, uh, we'll be fine. I just want to be clear on, on Paul. Is he becoming more of an issue right now with him going to see the doctor? Has he had a back, uh, a setback of any sort? Uh, you know, I think he's been dealing. You know, Paul's a tough guy. He's been dealing with his injury all year pretty much, and he's fought through it. And uh, we're just trying to get the bottom of it right now, just get a couple different opinions and, and make sure that, uh, you know, uh, he can play. You know, we don't do any more damage to his injury. You know, he's dealt with the pain. He's still very fast. Uh, if he can deal with it, then great. Uh, hopefully it'll subside a little bit tomorrow, get positive report today, and everything's fine. But we're just being a little extra cautious with him right now because, um, you know, he's, you know, uh, dealing with some issues, pain tolerance. Have, have you been surprised at the lack of production you guys have gotten on play action and boot considering that your running game has been better this year than it has been in years past? I don't know. Is that a fact? It seems like there are not as many big plays off of those those things. Yeah, you, you might be right, and, and uh, you know we've kind of replaced some of them with some RPO type stuff where we've had some big plays. So, uh, you know, I don't think we've called as many this year. Uh, it's probably partially my fault, but uh, you know, you know the season's early yet. We'll still we'll, we'll get them involved, and you know, having Adrian new with some of the protections and all that stuff, we probably uh, will add some more. But you know, that that is once the running game gets going and, and consistently going. In the course of a game, we have to utilize that. We had a big one to Vernon Davis on third and one last week, which is huge. Uh, so we've had a couple shots. Uh, we've missed a couple, but um, they are still going to be a major part of our success later on. How have you liked Maurice Harris in the slot? And I didn't know that you like his versatility, but just replacing Crowder and filling that role specifically. How do I like Maurice Harris in the slot? I like Maurice Harris in the slot. You know, I, that's that's what that's what Mo's strength is: is the ability to play all three spots and, and play it effectively. It is a different animal in there. You know, it's it's hard to just say, okay, go play the slot this week without practicing when you're practicing all the way outside because the slots routes are different. He knows what to do, but still, they're different in how we run them. Uh, he had a couple uh, issues last week, but he's going to clean them up. He's a very smart guy, very diligent, hard worker, uh, and he's fine in there. When you like don't have Richardson in practice or even Doxon last week. I mean, is he switching back and forth in practice, or was he because you guys didn't have Jamison either? Was he mostly sticking in? No, he's staying in a slot pretty much. You know, we got the, still got Crowder, Crowder, or I mean, uh, Doxon. He's doing a good job, and, and Floyd and Quicker getting the lion's share over there on the other side. But uh, we can also put Harris out there in base personnel packages. So uh, we got a good group, and then the ability to move Jordan around and Vernon around also in uh, some personnel groupings is is important also. A couple months in with the whole Adrian Peterson thing, are you, has he exceeded what you expected? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, we didn't expect a whole lot because we didn't have him on our team until not too long ago. So, uh, but I think when you, when you get a Hall of Fame type guy like that, you're, you're not sure what to expect. You know? uh, you're not sure what type of attitude he's going to have. Is he going to be on better than everybody type guy? But he's not. You know, he's, he's a great guy. He works hard. Uh, but the mo thing I'm most impressed with is, is how he's played with the pain and fought through it. 
Uh, I told him I had a lot of respect for you before we got you, but now it's off the charts as far as how much uh, we respect him as a player and as a person for uh, what he's uh, going through right now. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just a great tribute to him as far as his work ethic and dedication to the game. Jay, what have you seen out of uh, Adonis Alexander in, in practices and since you've had a chance to work with him? Is he ready to go if, if you need him on Sunday with Danny bang, being banged up? Yeah, you know, hopefully uh, he's not. We don't have to use him yet. But uh, if he's dressed and ready to go, he'll help us on special teams. But you know, Adonis is learning. He's learning what pro football is all about. You know, he didn't get any OTAs. We got him late in the supplemental draft. He's got a good skill set. He's long. He's strong. He's physical. Uh, we just got to get him to play a little bit more urgency here and there. And he's he's still feeling his way out as far as the coverages, the calls, and the techniques we want him to play with. But uh, I think we have the makings of a pretty good player there if he can. Uh, get it, get his techniques down because the length that he has and the physicality that he can play with uh, is, is a special trait. So we just got to get more out of him. And uh, young player, he just turned 21, so uh, he's got a lot, a lot of football ahead of him if he can buy into the program and, and continue to work. With Laval, is he looking optimistic for Sunday, or is it? Yeah, I think maybe. You know, I, I, I'm always optimistic with all these guys except for Apke. You know, he's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I try to stay optimistic. You know, I, I try, I try, you know, I, I get these injury reports and it's like, dang, you look at all these names on here, you feel like, woe is me. But one, we have some guys that have been playing now. Uh, I think Chase is getting better at left guard and uh, obviously Bergstrom is doing better at center. But if, if we do get uh, Sean up there, it'll, it'll make us better. It'll help. All right, once again, that's Redskins head coach Jay Gruden. Coming up next, we'll hear from defensive coordinator Greg Minuski on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, everybody, we welcome you back. Good to have you aboard with us for uh, another couple of moments here on the Locked On Redskins podcast weekend edition, episode number 105. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Listen to me on the radio in the Washington, D.C. area, 1067 The Fan, as well, radio.com, thefandc.com. Uh, of course, here on the Locked On Redskins podcast and as well, uh, Warpath Magazine, ChrisRussellRadio.com. Lots of different ways you can consume me and follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Also invite you to check out episode number 104, episode number 104 here on the Locked On Redskins podcast uh, dated uh, October 18th. And that was our tribute to uh, my fallen colleague, Rich Tandler of NBC Sports Washington, who certainly still is in everybody's thoughts and everybody's prayers 
uh, for him and his wife and his family. Uh, as Rich tragically passed away, the Redskins will do a very nice uh, thing and honor him and not let anybody sit in his press box seat uh, this Sunday and moving forward in the press box at FedEx Field. And uh, I know there'll be um, a lot of, you know, sadness and um, and and memories and, and emotion uh, on Sunday. And uh, hopefully the Redskins can pull one out in honor of Rich. And that's where defensive coordinator Greg Minuski started his Thursday press conference right here on Locked on Redskins. I uh, just started now. I just want to thoughts and prayers are out to Rich and his family. I know that was a loss. Uh, it's unbelievable. All right, what we got? Greg, when you look at the, the run defense, uh, jumped from dead last last year to all up to sixth right now. When you Can you put your finger on one or two things that has really uh, helped that unit improve? Well, I think players, of course. You know, last year we were, you know, some of the guys were off the streets. We picked up late, you know what I'm saying? But uh, from our, there's consistency right now with the guys that we got playing up front. And uh, the linebackers are, you know, playing off the reads of the defensive line. I think, uh, you know, we just got to keep on improving and keep on getting better, I think, across the board. But uh, overall, you know, the players, you know, when you have those good players like Jonathan and, and Payne and Matt and stuff in there, uh, without a club, you know, it, it kind of helps out. Speaking of that a little bit, it almost feels like Jonathan's kind of only in his second year taking a little bit of a leadership role. I don't – that's the way it seems to us. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think it is true, you know, and I think uh, each and every year that a player goes through the National Football League, uh, they either uh, lead the team or they just sit there and just watch idly. And I think uh, he's one of those persons that, you know, he wants to make sure that everything's right on the back end and in the front end. And uh, he's starting to be in that position to start leading our defense, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. When the defensive backs have their meeting together, I guess their dinner and hashing out their communication stuff, how do you handle that as a coach? Because you obviously encourage that, but I would imagine you don't want to meddle in it necessarily. Well, I think overall, I think, uh, you know, like I always tell you every week, you know, that communication kind of hurt us uh, two weeks ago when we played New Orleans. And then uh, this past week, we, we played better and we had the communication across the board. Uh, but I'm just saying every now and then, you'll have a little bit of tweak that things come up uh, based upon formations or whatever it is, but in uh, the route recognitions. But, uh, you know, with the DBs, I like when they get together. You know, that's the best thing. And conversation-wise, it usually comes back to the coach. And then, you know, the coach comes to me and says, hey, what do you think about this? This is what we've seen. And uh, it's good communication just in those rooms to have them watching film together and seeing exactly what the offense is doing. Uh, yesterday when we asked uh, Coach Gruden about uh, Elliott, he said one of the keys to limiting his impact on a game is – Taking them down when you're in one-on-one -on -one situations—is that something you have stressed with the the players uh, this week? Yeah, I mean, uh, talented back. He, he's got a great job of uh, seeing the whole sidelines. You know, uh, vision. He's got bursts to get through. Uh, overall, uh, one of the top. I think he's the leading rusher in the National Football League. So uh, it's going to be a test for us to stop him. And uh, they know we're going to try to stop him, and we know we have to try to stop him. With, uh, with Ziggy Hood gone, what do you see out of Caleb Brantley potentially filling that role? And, or maybe Stacy? I know he hasn't been able to practice except till this week, but what have you seen out of both of them potentially stepping in there? I think uh, both guys, you know, uh, Stacy's uh, got, got down on weight and, uh, you know, just coming off the injury that he had uh, in the offseason. But um, from our standpoint, uh, it was a big body guy that really showed up last year a decent amount of time on tape. So we're excited to get him back whenever we do get him back. Uh, from Caleb's standpoint, a uh, quick physical uh, type guy that has good juice. 
Uh, he's strong at the point of attack. So, uh, you know, just kind of picking up the pace with him to get in there. And he started getting some reps today, which he looked good at. Yeah, how soon do you think you might work Caleb in there? I mean, I know you've, he's kind of he's been inactive, I guess, pretty much every week. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, I think you know as much as we can. You know, just overall, um, you know, he he kind of knows what he's doing. It's uh, Jimmy's done, done a good job of getting him through the calls and what we're we're actually bringing. So uh, he'll get to see the time a little bit on the field this week. When you're trying to defend a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, how important was it to add a guy like Deron Payne? Oh, it's great. You know, it's a big body guy that has juice and strength and, and could throw to individuals. So, you know, from our standpoint, it's a good offensive line that we're facing this week, uh, along with a good running back. Uh, and hopefully up front, uh, we'll do some good things on Sunday. All right, that's defensive coordinator Greg Minuski addressing reporters on Thursday afternoon at Redskins Park. A couple of Cowboy notes for you, as you know. Tavon Austin uh, dealing with a bad groin. He's uh, not officially on IR, but he's likely heading there, and he'll miss Sunday's first-place showdown as well. Cowboy wide receiver Terrence Williams already on IR. He's suspended by the NFL for the next three weeks. That was first reported by ESPN. So certainly the Redskins are going to get a different looking uh, wide receiver group, but it is still a group that can hurt you uh, between Alan Hearns and the young kid that they drafted in the third round, which we're going to get to uh, in just a moment or two. But we wanted you to hear from Greg Minuski coming up next here on Locked on Redskins. Quick couple of thoughts with Adrian Peterson. How's he feeling now? Is he feeling a lot better or just a little bit better? His words, he'll tell you next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And we welcome you back to the weekend edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, it is episode number 105. We invite you to check out everything we've done this week, including episode number 104, our tribute uh, to my fallen colleague and friend Rich Tandler, as well episode 103, Locked on Cowboys host Marcus Mosier and I. Uh, did a crossover Wednesday edition as we got you set with a lot of X's and O's for this Redskins-Cowboys battle for first place. And speaking of the Cowboys, Adrian Peterson is playing in his first Redskins-Cowboys matchup and rivalry game. And what do you know, AP, of course, grew up in the shadows of Dallas, Texas, and grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. One of the things he talked about in his time with the media late Thursday afternoon at Redskins Park, I was there to talk with the Redskins starting running back and future Hall of Famer. And part of the thing we discussed with him is how he's feeling this week compared to this time last week. Here's Adrian Peterson. Uh, just going up against the Cowboys, and um, you know, what, what do you see in their defense kind of similar to what Indianapolis threw you guys, or is maybe a little bit tougher of a day? Um, well, watching them on film, they do a lot of movement up front, so that's similar to what the coach presented. But it's totally – you know, uh, different set of guys. You know, so, but what I've seen from the defense, they they run to the ball. You know, and they have some athletic players on the front seven and secondary as well. But I feel like right now their strong suit is the front seven. 
Um, so we have a nice challenge in front of us, and uh, we just got to execute, do our job, and we'll be able to be efficient and move the ball offensively. How are you feeling this week compared to last week? Oh, night and day. Yeah, it's night and day different. Um, just I can tell that I'm, I'm healthier than I was this time, you know, last Thursday, Wednesday, and Tuesday. So that's all, all positive. How, how different are you moving because of that? I'm able to move a lot, you know, more freely, back to normal. Um, just a couple of restrictions, but outside of that, it's starting to get back to normal. Week seven, how's your acclimation to the Uh, I feel like it's coming along well. You know, had the, the little break, the bye, to kind of sit back and digest everything and, you know, get ready to come in and complete a long grind, but um, it's, it's been smooth. Do you, think you're, do you think you've surprised some of the guys here with with the attitude that you've come in with? Because, you know, some of these guys, like, you know, it's, it's AP, he can come in and think I'm a future Hall of Famer and this and that, but it's, it hasn't been like that. Do you think you surprised them a little bit with that? I'm sure some. You know, I know a lot of guys here that have kind of been around me and knows how I work and kind of how I carry, out, carry myself. And uh, so it wasn't unusual to them, but I'm sure some people were like, man, you know, He's working extremely hard every day. Do you like being the kind of guy that they can learn from like that? Yeah. You know, it all comes with the territory. You know, you have a guy that has accomplished some great things so far in his, in his league, and, you know, you see him out there running extra, you know, gashers or, you know, in the weight room lifting or, you know, practicing 100 miles per hour. You know, it could be motivating. It would me if I was, you know, on the other side. Um, the patience he runs with, you know, he's a strong runner, um, great vision, but the patience is what uh, what I really like. How have the conversations with Carolina evolved over the course of the season as you've learned them and they and they've learned you? Um, you know, just throughout the week, it's little things we might touch on when we're out there at practice, and then just having that communication during the game. You know, um, you know, those guys telling me what they see, and you know, vice versa. Just making sure we're on the same page. You know, so the the lines of communication they have been open. You know, so you know, the longer it stay like that, we should be good. Can you give us any kind of example of something that you kind of noticed after a couple of weeks, and, and maybe had a, a chat with the guy about? Um, well, I can say for us, my tempo. Um, so you know, I was really kind of on the guys. Hey. I'm gonna need you to really get around and you know, kind of speed up, speed it up. Um, and it just kind of, it wasn't really working out. You know, so that was a situation where I was just like, hey, you guys just do what you do, and I'm gonna, you know, take a better approach of slowing myself down. You know, and I felt last week, you know, we were really in sync with some of the runs that we like to do out of the gun. And uh, a big part of that was those guys doing a great job and, you know, me just, executing, being patient, and really taking my time up top. As a kid growing up in Texas, what was your perception of the Redskins, Dallas, where I uh, It was one you, you know, Cowboys and Indians, you know, that's what you grow up thinking, you know. Um, but it was always, you know, great division game, you know, and this super competitive, no matter what the record, the records were. Um, so... I can't be a Cowboys fan Sunday, you know, so it's going to be time to work.
what, when, when the line slants like that, what is it, which has the point of view as a bat and how you have to read When the line do when the what? Line is, when their line slants and you know they do some of those last second shifts, and what, is that, what challenge that pose for you when you're trying to like read where you need to go? You know, that's where my patience kicks in and those guys up front, you know, because obviously it's not going to be drawn. It's not going to happen exactly where you practice it or you draw it up, you know. Guys going to throw different things. We know that they like to move, so those guys going to have to be in a position just to make those adjustments. And as a back, I have to make my adjustments at the same time. Simple as that. You started uh, selling a shirt a couple of days ago to commemorate that Luke Keekley play. Went, in, went into that, and are you going to give Luke a uh, copy of the shirt just since he helped <laughs> help that play out for you? Yeah, if he, I might send him one. Nice. GP. But, I, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, my kids got a big kick out of it, you know, and obviously the Internet did as well. Um, but for me, it was something that has never happened, so I, it was a pretty cool play. Um, and me just going through that process, so – as I'm breaking free and I feel my shoe coming off, I'm like, the only thing on my mind is, okay, I have to make sure I plant my foot in a way where I don't slip or, you know, just have my balance. So that was the only thing that I was focused, focusing on, on that, you know, in that play. So when I sit back and think, that's a play that really stands out to me. So, so I just wanted to add my own little touch to it. So did you know your shoe got stuck in his face mask on the field, or is that something you noticed afterward watching film? Yeah, like, oh, okay. afterwards. Yeah. I look back, I seen it on the turf. Yeah. Based on the success you've had to this point, did you ever let doubt creep into your mind you could get back to this point? Doubt always creeps in. You just got to force it back out, you know. So, so what did you think about the most? What, what allowed you to do that, to, to push that doubt back out of your mind? Just the love I have for the game. Um, yeah, I believe in myself. I know what type of ability the guy has blessed me with. So it was easy to, to push it out for me. All right, once again, thanks to Adrian Peterson, Redskins starting running back. Certainly some good news there that he's feeling much, much better. The Redskins are going to need him to be a good force this week if they are going to win this first place showdown against the Dallas Cowboys. Time for a couple of fantasy plays uh, as we head into this week of NFL action here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Uh, just a couple of quarterbacks that you might want to take a look at. Uh, some of the big ones, honestly, I would probably avoid. I, I would I would tend to stay away from Patrick Mahomes unless you know, of course, he's on your regular team and he's your starting quarterback. Of course, I'm talking about from a daily fantasy play. Uh, I would probably tend to go with uh, if if we're kind of sizing it up, I would I would certainly look at uh, Kirk Cousins, Minnesota at the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets have a pretty decent defense, but they can certainly uh, have some plays made on them. I would look at Andy Dalton, actually, for a solid daily fantasy play against the Kansas City Chiefs secondary, which, of course, gave up 40-plus points. Now, that was to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, but they haven't been a good defense, period. Uh, Jameis Winston with Tampa Bay is a really interesting one uh, because they go against Cleveland, and Cleveland's defense much, much, much better than what they showed last week against the Los Angeles Chargers. But you have to kind of wonder, is Jameis and the fairly high-profile attack of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to have some success against the, the, the Cleveland Browns? One quarterback that should be able to have success is the other quarterback in that matchup, Baker Mayfield, uh, of course, the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback. Again, a guy like Drew Brees, who normally, again, you would start if he's your starting quarterback and you just – 
start him because he's Drew Brees. I don't know if I would just play him in a daily fantasy league uh, unless you have, again, no choice. I would look for maybe a better matchup. One guy to really keep an eye on is going to be Dak Prescott against the Washington Redskins uh, in this key matchup. There's a couple of quarterback uh, picks for you real quickly. Give you a a running back selection or two that I kind of like and that I'm kind of looking at. Uh, Listen. You have to play Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants against the horrible Atlanta Falcon defense, right? You have to. Just have to. Period. End of story. End of argument. You just have to. Um, And I would also say this, you know, again, if if you're looking for, you know, somebody else, uh, to me, I would start to look at, I would start to look at, um, you know, a like a Carlos Hyde in this particular week, because again, he's going against Tampa Bay. I I normally, I wouldn't go with a Carlos Hyde, but again, I'm a big matchup guy as most are in fantasy. And it's hard to ignore how bad Tampa is on defense because a lot of the prolific quarterbacks and running backs have tough matchups. So there's a couple of fantasy picks for you. Uh, Good luck and hope I don't lead you wrong. Now, a couple of week Seven NFL picks, our Sunday six-pack of selections. First, we look back on last week and how we did. We had the Falcons minus the three. They beat the Buccaneers 34 to 29, and we took the over at 57 and a half. So we were two and zero in that regard. However, we had the Browns minus the one to the Chargers, and well. They got shredded, 38-14, so 2-1 and one on the week. We had the Bills plus the 10 in Houston, and they damn near won that game, lost 20-13, to 13. so that's a win for us. That's 3-1 and one on the day for us in that particular uh, game. We picked the Carolina Panthers over the Washington Redskins, despite the Redskins being minus one. So we're three and two in that regard. The Patriots were favored by three over the Kansas City Chiefs, and they won by three. So that's a push, three, two, and one. And we took the Packers minus the nine on Monday Night Football. And, of course, they barely won. So we finished three, three, and one in our Sunday six-pack selections. A bonus pick there on the over for the Tampa and Atlanta game. Uh, just quickly going through the action for week seven in the NFL. Coming up, of course, this Sunday. Uh, as we're on the weekend edition here of the Locked On Redskins podcast, a couple of games uh, that I kind of like uh, in this particular uh, matchup or in this particular week, I should say. I do like Philadelphia minus the four and a half against Carolina at home. Uh, I'll take Carolina. I'll take Philadelphia rather minus the four and a half over Carolina uh, at home. Uh, I'm feeling Detroit, for whatever reason, minus the three on the road in Miami. I guess that's me not liking Brock Osweiler a second week in a row, even though there's not a whole lot to trust about the Detroit Lions, certainly on the road. But I'm going to go Detroit minus the three on the road and hope and pray that I'm right in that particular one. Uh, I'm going to stay with the... Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers 
the Rams minus nine and a half. Now, this is, again, a home game for the 49ers. Uh, it's on a short week. Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay know each other pretty well. Again, I'm tempted to lay the big nine and a half, but I'll take the 49ers plus the nine and a half and just hope that they can keep it close. And the Sunday night football game against Cincinnati and Kansas City. I know I was kind of wondering whether Patrick Mahomes would be. I, I think this is a tough spot for the Cincinnati Bengals to win this game at minus six at Arrowhead uh, on a Sunday night uh, again. Second Sunday night in a row for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll take them uh, minus the six. And I said earlier in the week I was going to go with Dallas winning this game 20-17. to 17. Washington is minus one. So, of course, I'll take Dallas plus the one. So we have the Kansas City Chiefs minus six. The Rams, I'm sorry, the 49ers plus the nine and a half. We have Dallas plus one. Uh, we have um, Philadelphia minus the four and a half, Detroit minus three, minus three. And I owe you one more game and we'll wrap it up uh, like this. We'll do the Giants and the Atlanta Falcons on Monday Night Football again. We'll stretch it out there and I'll take the Falcons minus the four. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hope you enjoyed hearing from Jay Gruden and Greg Minuski, and Adrian Peterson. And again, uh, please remember our fallen colleague, Rich Tandler, his family, uh, and uh, all the great Redskins coverage and content he provided. Uh, his services are going to be on Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be a very emotional day. And again, the Redskins are going to pay tribute to him on Sunday at FedEx Field. So uh, certainly that is going to be sad as well. Uh, God bless you, Rich. We love you. We miss you. And... Um, It'll never be the same. Thanks for listening, everyone, to the Lockdown Redskins podcast. We'll see you after the Redskins-Cowboys first place showdown late Sunday night. I'll have a new edition early Monday morning uh, on the East Coast. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.